Bruce Newberry. The food dude. Let's face it, the best part of watching the big game is the food. Because the game very often doesn't live up to the hype. Make sure your food does. And your friends and family watching the game with you are happy. Start with Gaspar's Linguisa and Churis. Gaspar's comes in slices, franks, cocktail bites, the traditional sausage. Perfect for your party recipes. Slice it up, serve it with cheese or fruit salsa. And Gaspar's goes great in nachos. Go ahead, fire up the grill. Serve up some Gaspar's Linguisa dogs. Try it on pizza. Pizza in chili, sandwiches, soups, there's almost no end to the wonderful ways it can be served. For your big game party this year, make sure you have plenty of gas bars. You know the gas bars, linguisa, and chutis are available at all major supermarkets, like the ones I broadcast from. But if you're headed for someplace warm this winter, you're never far from a taste of home, because gas bars is also available at Publix and at Harris Teeter. So look for gas bars and have a great winter wherever you're spending it. Gaspar's, the Portuguese sausage that the whole world can enjoy. All right, so here we are. It's Bruce Newberry with Ted Carusas, but we can't call it a TED Talk. And we're here at the Blue Play Diner. So the news of the day on Restaurant Row continues to be that times are changing and we've got some iconic restaurant nameplates and concepts that are closing their doors. The big announcement a week and a half, two weeks ago, that the top of the hub was going to close in Boston. Yeah, it is tough. So uh, we're really dating ourselves when we actually know what some of these restaurants that we're going to talk about, they were around for years and years and very popular. But like anything else, they cycle, they'll, they'll go up and down and they'll, you know, popularity will rise to meteoric heights and then it'll wane over time. Uh, so the top of the hub, uh, and what do they think? They're turning into just an observatory. They think they're going to do something high concept with the observatory, but the focus is not going to be on food, so it's probably not going to be a restaurant. Right, probably not. Um, so, the thing of it is with places like that, and if you think about Top of the Hub, look look what an iconic, almost a an art form that that became. Now, there were lots and lots of places that by flattering imitation said, oh, we're the top of wherever. Top of Newport, top of the Bay, top right. of this, top they of that. Copied that, right, because they were exploiting their position as a high view, as, with a view, and, and being top of, you're also assuming that they're the best of, and so right. the, you know, there's a certain parody that goes along with it. Sure. So then, we get emotionally distressed, and we really get sad and emotional when these things happen, When the particularly when these restaurants close up. I mean, there's a certain amount of nostalgia when a store closes, but it's even more of an emotional tug when a restaurant closes its doors, because it meant a lot more to us. Yeah, well, unless you're a ut- purely utilitarian, like a McDonald's or, or one of those fast food places, it's you're you're in an experiential place, right? And the the more top of or best of that place was, the higher the likelihood that you spent some of your life's bigger moments there. That's birthday, an anniversary, a wedding, uh, you know, a rehearsal dinner, something that actually had meaning more than just the food. Yes, the food was good, meaning it didn't detract from the experience, and it's the same thing. But the sharing 
of who you were with and what you were doing. And those emotional connections are what people remember. Like, I, I must be, I'm going to, full disclosure, uh, an iconic restaurant that was in my family for years was the Seafair Inn. Yes. And before Providence and Newport were destination restaurant places, little old Seafair in the middle of Portsmouth, Rhode Island, was the place to go. And to this day, I'll go and I'll see some old timers, some fr- family friends, people who've passed away. And unfortunately, when you look at their, um, so now that closed about 10 years ago, the Seafair, mm-hmm. right? And it's now been a condo uh, development. But I'll go to like these wakes or the funeral and you see these pictures and you start to realize, my God, how many of them are, are in at the restaurant that, that you grew were, up in. I grew up in and that they were there and I grew up with them and the customers could come into the restaurant I'd see them when I was nine all the way up to when I was 25 but my point being I think that's why we get saddened when we hear the news as a guest or a patron as a business owner you say to yourself how could that have happened at such an institution that was there for so many years and now all of a sudden it's gone could it happen to me right and then you say to yourself well why would it happen or why wouldn't it happen it's all about knowing who you are as a person and who you're not and the same thing goes with your business or your corporation or your your whatever entity it is it is its own thing and it sh- it and the people in it should know what they are and what they're not what do i mean by that uh, you know a bar that also serves breakfast does it make sense? Maybe, maybe after they, the natural pivot would be after that you close the bar down, you open up a buffet, breakfast. That's a natural, already in the building. But to have a breakfast be uh, something that is not associated, doesn't have anything to do with a bar, it's an oddball, right? I mean, so they're natural pivots, uh, you know, pasta and pizza, um, uh, brunch and breakfast, um, uh, you know, a quick lunch service type of place. Uh, you know, you don't want to be waiting there 40 minutes, right? I mean, you want to in and out. A bakery that serves sandwiches. A bakery that serves sandwiches or a bakery that serves coffee with its baked goods. All those are natural progressions. They know what business they're in. But go to a Dunkin' Donuts at 10 o'clock at night and tell me what you see. Who's gonna have coffee before they go on a unless they unless before they go to bed unless they go into the third watch third right shift right so knowing what you what you are and what you aren't is very important and the other thing is we said a little bit about pivoting making sure you know where the market is going so you don't get left behind we and I think you said it very well we never want to say no uh, people in the hospitality business by design it's a fatal flaw we never ever want to say no because we are in this business to please people and the general public knows it so sometimes unfairly they put you in a predicament where you will say yes to something that you might not be very good at doing but you don't want to say no and that risk over time can really dilute your brand it can give you false impressions you might be successful once or twice but is that really where the market is so changing is important or i should say keeping up with the changes in the marketplace are important but sometimes knowing where not to change is also important and um, you know there are some great restaurants that have not pivoted they're still the same and they have been the same for years and generations I can think of one right off the top of Capriccio's I don't think that's changed over the years I don't think so at all I think it's extraordinary great restaurant it doesn't you know it might bring on some things 
um, and, and adapt certain things, but the general feel of it is exactly the same. And you go there to feel wine and dine and made special, and they know you and they use your name and they make you feel like a big shot. And that's why you go there, right? You don't go there to grab something quick and in out in less than an hour. That's not the intent. Um, so you should also know, uh, just like a restaurant should know what they want. I think a guest should also know what they're in the mood right. for, right? I don't go to a diner and order Chinese and think it's going to be outstanding. Maybe it is. I don't know, but you know that's not the forte. But you should expect what they are known for to be great. That's exactly right. A steakhouse has to have a great steak, and uh, a seafood place had better have fantastic chowder and so forth. Right. Uh, so yeah, and you're so right. But we are we are in the business of yes around here, and it's it really is a fine line that we walk because not everybody is cut out to be able to to say yes but on our terms right and it, and it's a very difficult conversation that has to be uh, that that if it is had um, to have it's a tough tough conversation and and the reality is quite simply no one wants to spend good money to have a problem right and sometimes in fairness to the individual and in fairness to the store, you need to both know what you're getting into and to get into it. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, there are reasonable requests that should be accommodated. We're talking about dietary requests and, and portion requests. But having a, a person that doesn't have the skill set to make something just because they have it in the kitchen does not necessarily mean it's going to be as good as you would like it to be. And so I think using some, you know, reserve in, in what you're demanding uh, helps. And it keeps people people again we never want to say no nobody in this business wants to say no but you know what you do end up saying no in a roundabout way when you don't please the customer and it's because it's not in your wheelhouse and you don't want to be in a position where you should have said no Right, right. Yeah, it's very, very difficult. It's a fine line. So, you know, my only advice really out there is is if you're in the restaurant business, you're in it because you want to make people happy. You also got to make yourself somewhat happy and your staff by, by making sure that you're constantly preaching what you are and constantly letting people know what you, you do well and get known for those things. So that way your greatness will shine uh, in your day-to-day operations and, and hopefully people will search you out for what you already do so well and be consistent and And, and I think that's the other side of that because every isn't every time we go into a restaurant a a trip down memory lane we're trying to recapture something even if we go to a brand new place it is it is right I mean and if you have a great experience the next time you go in you're trying to recapture that latest fleeting moment that might have just (laughs) happened right and so it's tough and so many things go on in your experience that are really not in the control if I come in I'll tell you I sometimes I'll go and I'm one to talk but I'll go to a restaurant if it's too packed in the parking lot I already start getting anxiety that oh my god it must be mobbed in there so I'm like I'm mentally prepared to be on a wait and then let's say it's a five minute wait I'm pleasantly surprised right right whereas someplace you go in there there's nobody waiting but then you're like oh my god why am I why am I in the wait like well let's say it's an olive garden or wherever right they have a system and a process everybody's got one and you're like okay I'll wait because they said wait I'd rather wait 10 minutes than 25 for my food right you know so And, and I'd rather be prepared to wait than to have to wait when I wasn't expecting expecting it. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, 100%. But it is. Nostalgia, these great restaurants, you know, they are a tribute to the past and and they should serve as a reminder to the current restaurant people that, you know, you need to 
know what you know what you are work hard at being consistent and communicating it to the greater public so they know what you are as well I think that uh, helps too um, you know it's sad to see them go I mean we've lived through it in my family um, you know um, saying goodbye to, 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 to luckily you know you see him in other restaurants right, right? but but it, it's never easy um, and there's always jobs at stake and memories and, and it's an emotional experience very very tough so we'll miss these restaurants I know for years my father Anthony's Pier 4 was one of them oh yeah. my father worked in all those restaurants when he first came over from the old country in Greece and uh, he was the chef at both of those places for years and uh, you know he was saddened when they went you know of course because it's part of his life yeah. uh, and on a level him. there yeah. you go on a level that we can't really experience you can more than than a lot of us but you know it is uh, all emotion and uh, like you say it's not just fuel every time we set foot into a place uh, we're committing our emotions as well as our appetite yeah yeah and if you have a good service staff they're, they're con- making those connections and and that's what it's all about I mean and it's going to get even it's going to get even more of that because as we become t- socially on these you know tweeting and texting and all Isolate. And we're actually becoming more isolated, and we long for those things. I'll give you, if I may, uh, just to digress for one more second or a couple of seconds, uh, Spice, the restaurant, oh, yeah. which is all ro- robotic, great food, great menu, consistent, all robots. Place like I think it's called Itza, which is in San Francisco, which is a, a, a kickback to the old automats of the old oh, yeah. here, which are all automated. Right. You go into a kiosk, you hit a button, and then all of a sudden this magic window opens up and your food appears. Done by robots or people in the back, no human interaction. Right. At one point, it was the highest-rated Yelp place in the country, and obviously, who's going to give themselves a bad review, <laughs> service-wise? It's oh, I, I was too slow in bringing it in. But, but but to go back to where we started, though, with the emotion and the the fact that it's more than fuel, what happened to that spice? They had to close to retool. Yeah, they closed. That's where they said is for retooling, and I'm sure it probably is because special orders are the big thing, right? And how do you? Accommodate that when a robot is programmed to do X, Y, and Z. So it's all about recalibrating that whole thing. But I think even more than that, you go to escape your own life when you go to a restaurant. And if sometimes you can't escape your own thoughts, but if I'm by myself, I certainly can't escape them until I strike up a conversation with someone, whether it's at the lunch counter or whether it's at a bar. You're going to be physically near someone else that to either share or revel. Uh, you know, either in your misery or in your joy, and and that's why um, you you kind of connect with these people, and you connect in in the restaurant business, and that's why it takes a certain type of person to actually work in this business and be any be good at it. And it's all about the connections, and so it is. Um, it's it's food for your soul. When I say that's that, it. right? The emotion is food for your soul, and and we need that to. It's like going to church. It is in a way. (laughs) Sure it is. And you know, it'll be, it will really be something, and I can't imagine that artificial intelligence can replicate that. No. They'll know what you want, and they'll get it to you very efficiently, but they won't sit there and have a conversation with you. That's right. Right? (laughs) And sometimes, you know, if you use these algorithms that let you know, oh, you looked at this, so you might like that. I don't want that. Sometimes I want a conversation. I want to argue. Give me an opposite viewpoint. How are you going to get that on an algorithm? Tell me what I don't like. Tell me what I don't like, right? That kind of thing. Get me going. All good stuff. Bruce Newberry, Food Dude, here in the Broadcast Bistro on the big voice of Southern Vermont, AM 1370 WBTN. Hey, this is Emeril Lagasse. You're dining out with Bruce Newberry. Bam! 
I am your food dude, and I would like to know what you consider comfort food. Talk about that in the next edition of the Food Dude Podcast with the Ted Caruso from the Blue Plate Diner. But, you know, it's an interesting question. Maybe it's a reflection of your heritage. If you, if you know, or if you are Portuguese and you love some of the delicacies, like shrimp Mozambique, the Blue Plate Diner has shrimp Mozambique on the comfort food, feel-good food specials, dine-in only, early evenings, three shrimps sautéed with onion and churis and garlic and tomatoes served over rice. Yum, with lots of bread to soak up all of that wonderful stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's the Portuguese cousin of a, of a zupa, to be sure. And it's amazing. Not every place has it, but you, you will appreciate it where you can find it. And you can find it at the Blue Plate Diner at 665 West Main Road in Middletown, Middletown, Rhode Island. But if you have a Jimmy Souvienne license plate, do make sure that Ted Caruso's knows that you are there. Easy. <laughs> Maintenant. Uh, let's talk about next week's big feed. Well, I have on the line a tech chef, our friend George Duran, who's going to talk about everything we need to make our Super Bowl gathering spectacular. Chef George, nice to have you back with us. Bruce, a pleasure to be on WADK. Thank you for having me on. Well, you're on actually all over New England from Montreal to Montauk. So uh, the world is your playground, my friend. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. I love it. Well, listen, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about uh, some entertaining tips and some technology that goes with the Super Bowl. And one of the things that I'm doing this year, and I think everybody should do, is make a cheese board. Cheese boards are easy to make. They're Affordable. They're absolutely delicious. And when someone walks in and there's a full set of cheese board in front of them, that's going to make them automatically happy. So I'm working with Roth Specialty Cheeses. They come from Wisconsin and they have amazing flavors like Grand Cru and Creamy Havarti's, like Jalapeno and Horseradish. Mm. And all you're going to do is chop up some of that uh, Grand Cru cheese, some of those Grand Crus and the Havarti's from Roth, and add some nuts, crackers, dried fruits, charcuterie, even some chicken wings on that cheese board. And you are set to go. You know, when you buy Roth cheeses, uh, they're known for having made with being made with good ingredients. That means they're always going to taste good, and they're always easy to find at your local grocery store. So the cheese board is the an, is imperative. Yeah, uh, you know, I like it. Everybody likes a cheese board, and uh, for sure. So uh, that's okay. So, but we're we're going to wipe that out before the uh, national anthem even comes on, Chef George. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, and that's, that's why I got other ideas, and some that are actually more nutritious as well, or okay. as nutritious, I should say, because cheese is good for you, too, believe it or not. Yes. Um, so I'm going to be working in this, in this part, my this year's Super Bowl party. I'm going to be making a dish that everyone's going to love. Uh, in fact, I'm going to use a plant-based protein dish. I'm going to make meatball banh mi sliders using pure farmlands, plant-based homestyle meatballs, or you can make even skewers with them that are super flavorful. It's going to score big with the meat eaters nice. and the vegetarians alike. In addition to being delicious, all pure farmland products are gluten and dairy-free and made with complete soy protein, plus they come in uh, sustainable packaging. Okay. So, um, How meat- big are these yeah, meatballs, so- Chef George? Because we're, uh, we're just on radio. I know you do a lot of TV, but we're just on radio. Yeah. So how big are these? These are kind of uh, hors d'oeuvre size, skewer size? For me, it's one bite. For you, I would say two or three bites. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big guy. <laughs> Got it. So, all right. 
they fit perfectly in a small slider, like absolute perfection for sliders. Nice. So yeah, you got about two or three bites in them. And I'm telling you, vegetarians and meat lovers are both going to like this. So you're going to make everybody happy with them. And speaking of also nutritional food, because that's the other thing people want to avoid those empty calories of junk food on game day. I say start including some whole foods, like including prunes and dates and mangoes in there. I like to pair sun-sweet dates with low-fat cheese or wrap them in bacon and make a, like a sweet and savory snack. Ooh. Toss a handful of sun-sweet, amazing prunes and mangoes with heart-healthy nuts for a trail mix. Everybody's going to enjoy. And best of all, serving uh, serving of dried fruits counts towards your serving of fruit for the day. Oh, man, that sounds really good. Talking with Chef George Duran, he is all over the Food Network and TLC and, and, and so many other shows. Absolutely. You know, let's go a little on the tech chef side, so the tech side over here. Yes. And, uh, if you're going to serve... Super Bowl food, uh, spectacular Super Bowl food. It, it, it sure, surely deserves spectacular Super Bowl picture quality. And I'm working with LG this year. They have a 55-inch LG B9 OLED 4K TV. Let me tell you something. Thanks to LG's OLED technology, it delivers over a billion rich colors, so you never miss a single detail. It's so clear, you're going to feel like you're right there in the sidelines. Plus, the LG B9 can be controlled with your voice with a built-in Google Assistant or Amazon Alexa. And now is the actual the best time to upgrade to an OLED TV because there's Super Bowl pricing with LG. All you have to go do is go to LG.com and check that out. Nice. Hey, that's a great idea. As long as we're having this this party, we want to make sure that everybody can see the screen. So that's an excellent idea, Chef George. Very, yeah, very and good. Yeah, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people tend to tailgate and watch it live from the tailgating sites, or even go camping and watch it live. I got a solution for that too. It's the Dish Outdoors Tailgater Pro. It's a portable satellite antenna that delivers live TV and crystal clear HD. It's perfect for taking your Super Bowl parties on the road. Ooh. It weighs just eight pounds. It's easy to transport and set up. No Wi-Fi required. The Dish Tailgater Pro and Wally Receiver Bundle let you. Access pay-as-you-go programming, which includes all your favorite sports channels like Fox, ESPN, NFL, so much more. You only pay for the months that you use it, no long-term contracts or commitments. So imagine being able to take this 55-inch LG OLED TV and the Dish Outdoors Telgator Pro Satellite and going out to your backyard to camping uh, where you want to tailgate, and you can watch the Super Bowl live in pure HD. I've got a couple of great ideas. Now, uh, we're doing a brunch this weekend at the Middlebury Snow Bowl and uh, for Super Bowl weekend. So we put the big 55-inch uh, uh, OLED in the back of the truck, right? We set it up out there in the parking lot of the Snow Bowl and uh, <laughs> we get the tailgate going right out there. Chef Donna and her crew and, uh, uh, and uh, actually uh, we've got a crew inside in the kitchen of the Snow Bowl and uh, they're going to be cranking out some great food, so we could have something going. Or if you're closer to Narragansett Bay, you know, someplace like Fort Adams, it might be a halfway decent day in the maybe in the 30s or 40s. So I think you're onto something, Chef George. I may have to get that address from you. And get you there. <laughs> very, very good. <laughs> like it a lot. Very good. All right. So of these recipes now. You know, you've got the the meatballs, the the uh, plant based board, meatballs, yeah, the yeah. cheese board, all of this. Do you have a favorite recipe? It's tough to say. You know, like you said, it's kind of like a this this kind of feast that starts with the having the cheese board and then moving on to something more savory, uh, like the the meatballs. 
Um, I, anything wrapped in bacon gets me pretty excited. <laughs> I don't know about you. Um, so yeah, I mean, th- th- those are all exciting things, but, um, you know, uh, let me tell you something. When I, when I had these, um, plant-based, uh, home style meatballs from pure farmland, I was astonished how they taste like pure burger beef. Like it, it is amazing. You bite into it and you're just taken away and you think you're a carnivore all over again, but it's not real meat. It's, it's, it's plant-based protein. Um, so uh, that, that really floored me. It took me away. It sounds great. It's always so exciting that you know, we can get this and these flavors. And we're thinking of a lot of different possibilities as we look around, uh, in the, in the supermarket today, or we think about where we're going to be for Super Bowl Sunday. So, uh, some great, great things on the horizon. This could be a big, big game day, Chef George Duran. Where can we go for more information? More information on any of these recipes, you can find them at dailylounge.com. Thank you very, very much, Chef George Duran. That's a taste of what's to come next week at the big game. If uh, Chef George whetted your appetite for some amazing meatballs, we're serving some amazing meatballs here at Dave's today. They're made here. They're delicious. We're brought to you by the Wayberry Inn. Always a good investment in time and a great place to base yourself if you're a skier. Just down the hill from the Middlebury College Snow Bowl, which is one of the great undiscovered ski areas, uh, uncrowded, just amazing Alpine and cross country and uh, just so many ways to enjoy yourself. There are 10 different winter sports that you can take part in within just a very, very short distance of the Wayberry Inn. And you come back to the cozy fire and your cozy bed and great food. No wonder it's a good investment in time. So think about it. And there are some stay in place specials to save you some money. Find out more at wayberryin.com and, uh, Come up next weekend for the brunch at Snowball. Our music here on the Tastiest Talk Show on the radio is brought to you by Robert's Musical Instruments. Saluting the Rhode Island Philharmonic Orchestra. Bring that special someone to the Vets Auditorium in Providence as the Rhode Island Philharmonic performs Tchaikovsky's Romantic Romeo and Juliet. Saturday, February 15th and Friday, February 14th also known as Valentine's Day, for a Rush Hour concert. Call 401-248-7000 or visit tickets.rifil.org. We're at Dave's in Hoxie, where Foxy and you're dining out with Bruce Newberry. Bruce Newberry. The food dude. 